On this week's episode of The Fizz, I break down the Lions' Week 2 matchup versus the New York Giants for probably way too long. I rant about Odell Beckham Jr., I praise Matt Prater, and I talk about Matt Boyd's almost no-hitter versus the Chicago White Sox. After that, we close it up with a little over-under. But before we get into all that, I want to talk to you guys about the Score app, Champagne Athletics and the Fizz Loyal Sponsor. It's an app currently being developed in Detroit, Michigan. The way it works is kind of like betting. They offer deals based on the sports games that you love. They offer deals before the game. If that outcome happens during the game, you redeem those deals at a bar in your area. Still confused? Go check them out on Instagram. That's at score deals. That's S-C-O-R-E-D-E-A-L-S. At score deals. But now, let's get into the fizz. Start with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Start with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 9 of The Fizz. I am your host, Frank Cerise. I am live at the Foundation Hotel on a gloomy Tuesday evening in Detroit. But man, am I in a good fucking mood. I remembered not one, but two snacks today. So I'm not going to get hungry while doing this. I brought a sweater, which is fucking awesome. And, and our Detroit Lions are two and oh. need to find a better quality of that song but let's not focus on my podcast editing deficiencies and let's focus on our Detroit Lions who are currently undefeated after beating the New York Giants in their own barn on Monday night football Matthew Stafford, 15 for 21, 122 yards, uh, two touchdowns, Amir Abdullah, 17 carries for 86 yards, Eric Ebron, five receptions, 42 yards and a touchdown, Marvin Jones caught a touchdown, Golden Tate had four grabs for 25 yards, Theo grabbed it three times, Galladay snuck in there, Stafford spread the ball around, and the Leos didn't give up on the running game. When was the last time you could ever fucking say that? As a team, uh, they had 32 carries for 138 yards, spread that across uh, Abdullah, Stafford, Riddick, and Washington. And that is how you win a fucking game. Not to mention, we took a punt to the house for the first time since I think fucking we had Terry Fair on the team. Um, Guys, exciting fucking performance out of the boys from Detroit. And to do it all on one of football's biggest stages with Monday Night Football against one of the NFL's most storied and recognized teams in the New York Football Giants, it just felt good. It felt real good. 
and you know, I can't even deny it right now. I'm in full slappy mode. I am a full lion slappy right now, and I can't help it. Um, what's helping this slappiness is I also bet on the lions. I took them plus three and a half, which was the line. I took a teaser of them plus nine and under 48. That hit as well. And when I got super slappy, I took them money line. I was the definition of a slap show before this game kicked off, and now I don't even know how to describe myself with how slappy I am. There's a slap for you! Slap, slap, slap! Yeah, there you go. Here's a little reach around the back of the head slap. But before we start all slapping each other's cocks around um, with joy, even though we're, we're already way beyond that, I mean, we're getting, like, recognition on national TV. People are going crazy over Bob Quinn, all his draft picks. I mean, Jared Davis played fucking awesome last night. I'll get to him in a second. He played fantastic. And not to mention another Quinn pickup, Agnew, took that punt return to the house, which was absolutely the nail in the coffin that got everybody all juiced up. Um, all around, offense, defense, special teams, it was a complete game. No one had an absolutely mind-blowing performance um, numbers-wise. As I said earlier, Stafford only threw for 122 yards. Nothing crazy there, but he was 15 for 22, pretty damn accurate, and he spread the ball out like a bouse. I mean, everyone pretty much on offense touched the ball. But as excited as I am, and I am very fucking excited, if you guys couldn't tell, and excited as everybody is, I doubted their abilities in this game. We were on the road. Uh, for the second year in a row at New York, which is total fucking bullshit. Um, it's hard to win there. The Giants were coming off a loss. I thought they were much better than what they showed in Dallas, which proved to be probably not true. They kind of look like a flaming dumpster fire right now. Um, but I had my doubts. But I want you guys to know that even though I had my doubts, I still put my money on the team that I love. Put it on there three times, three separate bets. Got real excited for the game. Um, and they all hit, so it was really nice to be paid off for that. But I have to sit with the predictions that I made to start the season. And for each game, I'm going to read back the prediction that I made before the season started about each individual game. I'm not going to hide behind the fact that I predicted these things wrong sometimes. And I want you guys to know exactly how accurate or inaccurate I am, how much I, you might think I know compared to how much I'm actually just talking right out of my asshole. But I want you to know, I'll tell you right now, I picked the Giants, or I thought the Giants were going to win this week before the season when I was picking every game of the Lions' schedule. Um, so I'll read you guys what I wrote before that. But keep in mind, when I pick the Lions to lose, um, I never want them to lose. I want them to win every game all the time. I want them to shut me the fuck up on any negative thing I say about them. Um, and that's exactly what they did on Monday night. They went out in in New York and beat the G-Men in front of a packed house on Monday Night Football, and it was fucking awesome. But here was my original prediction for the game. I'll read it right from the website. Week two at the New York Giants. The NFL should be shot. I don't get how we can play the same teams outside of our division in the same place in consecutive years. I understand there is an, algori al there is an algorithm of how, how it happens, but, like, come the fuck on. We shouldn't have to play the New York football giants two years in a row in New York. But, he were, but here we are. 
This time it will be warmer weather, but it will also be Odell's first week of action, assuming he misses week one. All right, there's a, there's a good prediction. It's a tough place to win, and even on try number two in two years, Detroit will falter. Final, New York Giants 23, Detroit 10. Suck a dick, Frank. You were fucking wrong, and I'm so glad I was wrong. I hope they fucking keep shoving it down my throat for every prediction that I make uh, that is incorrect about them winning. But you got to take everything with a grain of salt. And even though I told you that I'm in full slap mode and I'm fully excited and I'm ready to paint my face just like a lion, and I played you the slappy clip from South Park, a little earlier, which is one of my favorite South Park clips of all time. Mr. Guillermo, oh, I've gone slap happy. Okay, that was, I'm sorry about that. But we got to look at who the Lions have played in the first two weeks. Um, I thought Arizona and the Giants would be better this year. And I don't know really if the Giants are really shitty or they played two good teams. It's kind of tough to tell. They look like shit in both games. Dallas is supposed to be a very good team. The Lions were kind of a mystery, so we don't really know. So it's like first week, Giants get killed. Ah, but they've been beating up on Dallas for the last year. It was kind of Dallas's turn, and Dallas is a really good fucking team. So understandable. Lions kick the shit out of the Giants. It's like, okay, now the Giants must suck. But then again, is Detroit good? I think one thing's clear. Arizona, Arizona fucking stinks. I think they're very bad. Again, I think Carson Palmer is a 37-year-old playing like he's 67 years old, um, and I think they're just fucking terrible. I mean, they almost lost to the Colts, who I think are going to be in the argument for worst team in the NFL this year. Um, without even – they didn't even have luck. Um, and the Cardinals just watching that game, that game really, really sucked. Uh, so I think the Cardinals are bad. I think the Giants are bad right now, but I don't know if they're a bad team overall. Uh, so what does this mean for our Detroit Lions? Well, we're going to get our answer next week, this Sunday at Ford Field, because a known, solidified, good team, arguably the best team in the NFC, is coming to Detroit next week in the Atlanta Falcons. They went to the Super Bowl last year, should have won it. They just prison-pounded the Green Bay Packers in their new stadium. They got good offense, good defense. They can play some special teams. They're fast, they're smart, and they have an MVP quarterback. Um, it's going to be a test, and it's really going to be a measuring stick of if the Detroit Lions are an actual good football team or they're fraud follies. So I'm so juiced up to see the boys take on ATL Hotlanta this Sunday to find out where we stand in the NFL. It should be exciting as fuck. And you know, since I got my website open, I'll read to you guys what I predicted for this week against Atlanta. Um, spoiler alert, I picked Atlanta to win. Fuck, I never want Lions to lose. I have to make that clear as day, but whatever. I gotta make predictions. I can't predict them to go 16-0 because that's just fucking stupid. That's just dumb, and I don't want to be just that's not fun to listen to if you're just listening to a super slappy picturing them to be the you know the Patriots so uh week three at home versus Atlanta um here we go I truly believe Atlanta will not come out as world beaters and have a repeat of last season's convincing run well I'm off to a terrible prediction with that it is tough to put together consecutive years with with the success they had last year and unless you're the Patriots it rarely happens 
But with that being said, I think Atlanta has too many weapons on offense, and they can also call and they also call a dome home. So they will be very comfortable whooping Detroit's ass in a freshly renovated Ford Field. Final Atlanta 31, Detroit 13. Now, um, do I still agree with that prediction? You know, if it if it happens, I can kind of brag about it. So I'm not going to stand by it. I want the Lions to win. I want them to make this statement. I want Slay to pick off Ryan four times. I want Agnew to take another one to the house, and I want Jared David to come back from concussion protocol. Um, segue into that, Jared Davis. Uh, Jared Davis played an awesome fucking game last night. He's one of the first rookie linebackers to start at middle linebacker. In I I forgot they put the they put the stat up on the screen. I think Chris Spielman was the last guy to do it for the Lions, but they put the, the stat up on Monday Night Football last night. Um, he's all over the place, and he looks great doing it. He's on top of every play. He's making a ton of tackles, and I just absolutely love the guy. On top of it, he's rocking 40. 40 is a pretty awesome number in Detroit. Uh, Henrik Zetterberg's wearing it over as the captain of the wings. Big numbers guy when it comes to jersey numbers. So I fucking love that two of our rookies, we got Galladay wearing 19, and we got 40 on Zetterberg repping the Red Wings captains. I'm sure they probably don't even know their names, but fuck it. I like that they're wearing those numbers. Um, so he left last night's game in concussion protocol. And I don't know if anybody saw him leaving the field, but there was like one little Lions fan like reaching over the, the walkway of where they go out, the tunnel. And Jared David like stopped, backed up, and high-fived the little kid. And I thought it was just the most awesome thing in the world. Uh, just showing the Detroit fans some love with a big lead in New York. And the fact that there was like one little Lions fan hanging over the tunnel was just cool too. But let's talk about how he got that concussion, and it was a block from behind illegal play from Odell Beckham Jr. And I want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, because last night I made the full-hearted, committed decision that I fucking hate him. He is everything that I hate in a player outside of skill-wise. Do I think he's skilled as all fuck? Yes. Do I think he's one of the most talented receivers and players in the NFL? Yes. Do I think he's one of the best athletes in the NFL? Yes. Does he have the best hands in the NFL? It uh, Probably. Probably. He's got huge hands, and he can catch absolutely everything. But when it comes to uh, the team aspect, the attitude aspect, the show aspect, his oh, it's just everything. I fucking can't stand it. He everything is about him. Everything that he does is all about him. He comes out with the statement saying, I don't give a fuck about your fantasy team. I give a fuck about real life and I'm trying to move on day by day. Yes, that's true, and that's totally fair. That's fine. Okay? We don't have to come out and say it. Like people pay to watch you, they get excited to watch you, and a lot of those super fans are fantasy players. And whether players like it or not, fantasy is a big thing and it gets us excited and it gets us watching. I know I never used to watch every single game in the NFL and like didn't buy red zone and blah, blah, blah and all that and like needed to know what was going on in the fucking Arizona-Indianapolis game that I don't give a shit about. But now I do because I play fantasy, okay? And I want to know what's going on in every game in the NFL. And that means knowing what other players are doing. And you are a great fantasy player, Odell. And a lot of people around the NFL are huge fans of yours because of fantasy. You make money off jersey sales and everything else. The NFL makes money off of you being a great fantasy player. So feel that, think that, that's fine. But if, like, was the fantasy question bothering you that much that you had to fucking come out and say, like, I don't give a fuck about your fantasy team and then just say, like, I care about my real life, 
Like, I just thought it was just arrogant and unneeded. Then he comes out with the savage mask on his fucking visor, which honestly would be cool if I liked him, but I don't like him, so it's not fucking cool. Nice savage fucking mask that you have on. Uh, you also had about fucking sav- fucking three savage drops last night, along with the rest of the New York Giants receiving core. Odell Beckham Jr. cares about nothing in the league besides Odell Beckham Jr. He doesn't care about his team. He doesn't care about his city. He doesn't care about fucking winning. Um, he does everything on the sideline but, like, be into the game. Whether he's crying or dancing, he's never dialed in. Um, and on top of that, did you guys know that he said – he should be the highest paid player in the NFL. What? A, a non-quarterback should be the highest paid player in the NFL? This is what he had to say about it. This is an actual quote from Odell Beckham Jr. It's like the elephant in the room, and you don't want to talk about it, Beckham says. But I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, no, I'm going to. There's no need to not talk about it. I believe that I will hopefully not just be the highest paid receiver in the league, but the highest paid, period. To put that in perspective, uh, I think Odell is making like $8.5 million right now, okay? Probably less than he should, um, but let's compare that to the undoubted, in my mind, the undoubted, well, maybe Julio, but I think Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the NFL. He makes $17 million. So, yes, he should be making more than that. But Matthew Stafford, highest paid player in the NFL, $27 million. Odell Beckham Jr., who's been injury prone and a cocky fuck and, like, outspoken about everything thinks he should be the highest paid player in the NFL based on what man you make awesome catches and you catch a lot of things you catch a lot of passes and you're a very good receiver but by no means should you be the highest paid player in the NFL I fucking hate you that shot on Gerard Jared Davis yesterday was so fucking cheap you should have got a penalty and you should get fined you rich fuck I do not like you at all and I and I I don't think the players around you like you, and I think you're toxic to every locker room that you're in. So, yeah. Sorry, team. There's my rant on Odell Beckham. I couldn't stand him yesterday. The look of him, everything. And I just, I just think he's so full of himself, and he couldn't care less about the team, um, which is what I care about most looking at a player. No doubt. You can't deny his talent, but his attitude and everything else just fucking sucks. But something that doesn't suck is the credit, credit that Matthew Stafford's getting, finally, the recognition that he's getting. I mean, I know he's paid, but, like, they're talking about him on the media waves. Uh, that guy interviews awesome. I love that guy so much. Favorite player in the NFL. Uh, close second behind him is our kicker, Matthew Prater. Uh, Caldwell had no problem. I wanted them to go for that on that fourth down. He had no problem trotting him out for a 58-yarder. Like, yep, get out there, kick a fucking bomb-ass field goal. Matthew Prater is fucking awesome. The way that thing went in was great. Um, and that was one of the first games where just like everything was going right. You know, if Jared David stays healthy, that was like one of the most perfect Lion, Lions games I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, but Matthew Prater kicking that 58-yarder. You know, growing up, it's all about Jason Hansen, Jason Hansen. He was absolutely spectacular. I never thought there'd be a better kicker in Lions history than him. But, I mean, Matthew Prater comes in from Denver uh, from drinking, from boozing. He comes to Detroit, and he's just a fucking god. I don't think he's missed a field goal over 55 yards. He has, like, the three or four longest field goals in Lions history. Jason Hansen was here for, like, 20 years. Prater comes in in, like, three seasons and already booted longer field goals than him. 
He's absolutely incredible, and Matthew Prater is going to be a huge factor down the line. To have confidence to send your kicker out to kick almost 60-yard field goals on a regular basis is absolutely fucking mind-blowing, and I love that he boozes. You know, other teams look down on it. Denver cut him for being an alcoholic. When you come to Detroit, you get paid for boozing. You don't believe me? Go talk to Miguel Cabrera. That guy boozed. We paid him fucking $300 million over 10 years. Prater, he'll get more money. Boozers, love it. Welcome to Detroit. You are welcome here with open arms. Now, I know I've spent this whole podcast talking about the Lions, but how could you not? They're the biggest sports things going on right now, and it's the number one number one sport and most excitement in the Detroit sports world is the Lions right now. But somehow the Tigers are still playing, for one. Two, they keep sneaking their way into this podcast, which is annoying. But I got to touch on Matt Boyd, uh, low-key fucking on Sunday, almost threw that no-hitter, uh, almost threw a perfect game. He gave up one walk in the third, and then with two outs in the ninth, uh, whatever, some guy in the White Sox smacks a double. I don't even know who it was. doesn't really matter. Um, normally I get more emotionally invested in that, like, oh, Fuck, he almost had the goddamn no-hitter. That would have been so cool. But I was just like, oh, like, what the fuck? That's so the 2017 Lions. Or, sorry, Tigers. 2017 Tigers. Like, yeah, one, they're fucking terrible all year. And then their guy at the end of September uh, with, like, a five ERA just comes out and almost fucking perfect hits the White Sox. I mean, he gave up a walk and a double. And the walk was in the third. That was it. He was, like, two batters away from perfect game, one batter away from a no-hitter. Um, so great effort, Matthew Boyd. Uh, thanks for getting those fans into the game. It's amazing that the fans still are going to the games. Um, I've declined some tickets. I mean, call me a bad fan, but I'm not. I'm not spending the money to go watch them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that right now. They they don't deserve any of my money. And I don't even. I don't even think I can name everybody uh, in the fucking lineup right now. So that's where the Tigers are at. Nice job sneaking your way into my podcast again. I don't really want to talk about you really for the rest of the year, like at all. Oh, and congrats to Verlander on, you know, clinching the division for the Astros. I think it's their first time since 2001. Good job to JV. Happy for you, Kate. Uh, hope you guys win the World Series unless Arizona wins it with J.D. Martinez, who J.D. Martinez also got um, AL Player of the Week. So, or NL, excuse me, NL Player of the Week again. So he's got like over 40 bombs. Good for them. Good for the X-Tigers just killing the rest of the league while Detroit flounders in their dump sewer um, in the fucking AL Central. More non-Lions sporting news. Uh, it's Tuesday night here in Detroit. Preseason hockey is kicked off in Boston, um, and the Red Wings are playing the Bruins. I think I just got a notification on my phone that Mantha scored or something like that. They're up like 3-1. to one. Uh, So we'll see how it goes. Hockey season's right around the corner. October's getting close. October is the best month of the year. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, best weather, best sports, best everything. October fucking rocks my socks. So LGRW, the stadium looks great. No one got killed in a hate crime over Kid Rock. Um, so that was good to, good to see. The snaps I got were incredible. The stadium looked pretty lit. Um, so I'm pretty excited to go see that place when it's all fired up. Can't wait to go watch a hockey game there. If anybody's got tickets, you know your boy wants to go. And before I go into the last section of Over Under, I just want to do a shameless plug here. Um, we got the store up. There's like 25 products up on the website. There's, there's lion shirts in men and women's, tigers, red wings. There's even a piston shirt on there, a few hats. Um, go check it out. 
It's at the. It's in the Instagram link in the bio normally, but I can only put one link there at a time. So the fizz is going to be sitting there for a minute. But it's champagneathletics.com. Then click shop. It'll take you to the shop if you want to go right to the link. It's champagneathletics.bigcartel.com. That's champagneathletics.bigcartel.com. Or just go to champagneathletics.com. Click shop. It'll take you right over the website. Or it's normally sitting at the link in the bio on the Champagne Athletics Instagram. Um, so go buy some shit because you want to support the movement. And, I mean, I went on the forward rant yesterday, guys. I think the forward rant you need to jump on board with. The Lions are 2-0. and Let's keep moving this thing forward, okay? Maybe they caught ears on this thing. Maybe they played in the locker room. I don't know. Maybe just speculating before they went out and took the field versus the Giants, and they said, you're right. Let's move this thing fucking forward. So if you want to join the movement, if you want the Lions to win a Super Bowl in your lifetime, go to the Champagne Athletics store, champagneathletics.com, click shop, go buy a forward shirt, and just reap the benefits of knowing that you're supporting the Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl for the first time ever, ever, forward. All right, now let's move into the not really sports section, but it might have some sports shit. I'm not really sure. We're going to go into over-under, Jerry Fat boy Jerry, my accountant Cleveland friend, sent me the words this week, uh, the, the seasoned vet that's sending the over-under words. Um, Jerry actually just bought the LGRW dad hat today, so if you want to look like a fat dad like Jerry, go buy the LGRW hat. It's fucking hot. It's a hot hat. It's red, and it's a dad hat. I love dad hats. All right? So let's move into over-under and see what Jerry's got cooked up your boy to close out episode nine of the fizz all right so here we go number one lions two and oh woo woo i gotta go underrated even though it's probably so overrated i mean i mean they could they could just get absolutely prison pounded by atlanta this week and then it's just like oh well all right they're not that good and maybe the giants and arizona really do stink but for all intensive purposes we're saying underrated because again i'm in full lions slappy mode lions 2-0, underrated. Number two, eating breakfast every morning. Eating breakfast every morning is totally fucking underrated um, as, like, getting grown up as it sounds like. I never used to eat fucking breakfast. Like, it was just stupid. I just kind of start my day and start going. Then again, in college, I don't even know if I was ever awake in the morning, like, besides coming around the other end, like, working – or, I mean, not working, working – party until, like, you know, 5 in the morning. I don't think I was ever up in the morning. I was kind of a piece of shit in college. So breakfast wasn't really a thing. You know, my stomach wasn't really working that well at those times. So breakfast was, you know, it was overrated. But now it's totally underrated. Like, if I don't eat in the morning, I'm a cranky fuck, and I, like, can't function throughout the day. I got to have, like, a Jimmy Dean's breakfast sandwich or something before I start moving throughout my day. I think it's completely underrated eating breakfast every morning. Number three. Eat shit, Frank. Is that what? What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Eat shit, Frank. Okay, nice little uh, J.K. Keep going. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Oh, you fucking dog, Jerry. Oh man, he's so funny. All right, let's move on. Number three, drinking on Sundays, and then in parentheses he has not having like one to three, <laughs> three drinks, like blacking the fuck out while watching Red Zone. Okay, um, I will. S- oh, fucking a. I'm. Mm, this is so tough because it's so goddamn fun. But the, Okay, so the question is drinking on Sundays and blacking out. So that's underrated because Sunday fun days are the most fun thing in the fucking world. 
I haven't had a super Sunday fun day in a long time. I'm hoping Lions season changes that. But getting fucked up on a Sunday is just, like, a lot of fun. There's football going on. There's a lot of excitement. It's kind of, like, mischievous. And, like, you're in an uncharted area of, like, should I be doing this? Like, probably not. Like, I have to work tomorrow, but it's fine. Ha ha, who cares? Another mimosa. Who gives a shit? You know, um, I mean, next day is an absolute uh, nightmare, and it's it's hell on earth. And, like, it's it, it's really, like, the closest you come to really just offing yourself. But the actual day of, boozing on Sunday, underrated. Fucking love it. Love it. Um, all right. Number four, living to 100. Oh, my God. Overrated. Over-fucking-rated. Living to, like, living past, like, what 70s probably overrated like living to 100 all set that is so overrated i do not need to stick around that long none of my friends will make it that long i definitely do not need to make it that long fucking ship me up and ship me out all right number five the beach not the ocean we already know you're a pussy when it comes to the ocean you fucking agreed with me jerry like you're not some fucking uh, you did swim with sharks so i'll give you i'll give you that like i'll never do that fucking shit um but Whatever, just fuck you. Don't call me a fucking pussy. Don't make me read your words about myself calling me a pussy after you just already told me to eat shit. Um, this is a very salty list he gave me. But the beach, beach is underrated. Beach gets a lot of uh, love, as it should. The beach is one of the most beautiful places on earth. So relaxing. You can do so many things at the beach. You can nap on the beach. You can run around on the beach. You can be active on the beach. You can play on the beach, drink on the beach. You can do so much on the beach, and it's so comfortable. If it gets too hot, just jump in the fucking water. Uh, if it was the ocean, probably not. I'd go jump in the pool. But the beach is fucking great. you got to love the beach. Who doesn't love the beach? If you don't love the beach, you're just a miserable fuck. And I've been called a miserable fuck, and even I enjoy the beach. So there it is. Number six, Sonic. Not the hedgehog, the fast food place, you dumb fuck. Jerry, I swear to God, if you're going to keep calling me names in this fucking in this fucking email, and you're going to make me read insults about myself to myself, next time I see you, I'm going to punch you in your fat Goddamn stomach so hard that your nose will bleed. You got that, bud? All right, great. Sonic. Uh, I think Sonic's overrated. Um, you can't find them anywhere. The commercials are, like, real tired. I'm really over them. The only Sonic commercial I like is the one where they got the guy from the NBA with the dunk contest, and he goes, Hachi-chachi-dunky-reeny. Okay, that's – I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I apologize. That one, for some reason, gets me to giggle. Um and I like it, but we're not talking about the commercials. We're talking about the food. I don't really know. I think it's overrated. I think people get too juiced up about it, and it's just like it's just fucking whack. I don't want to push that button or do any of that shit. And I don't know. I'm I'm just not into it. All right, um, number seven, having a dog, owning pets. You know, I can't even weigh in on this. I've I grew up as a petless human, the soulless fuck that I am. I had no pet growing up, um, which probably just says a lot about me and you know my family. But we didn't have a pet. Uh, I want a dog now. I want an English Bulldog. I think that'd be fucking awesome. I think English Bulldogs are the coolest dogs in the world. And that's what I want. And I want to name it Hank. It'll rhyme with Frank. And it's also the name of the Red Wings captain. So Hank and Frank can fucking hang out together and we'd look awesome. So I'm going to say it's underrated, even though I've never owned a pet and I have minimal experience. So I'm going to say underrated because I want my fat meatball English Bulldog named Hank. Okay? Number eight. 105.1, that radio station that plays older hip-hop. I'm proud of you, Jerry. This is a good one. This is a good one, that you know the radio stations back home since you live in Cleveland and you're an accountant. But that station started off hot as shit. It was fire flames. I loved it. I thought it was fucking sweet. I thought it was creative, interesting, new, different. And it was just playing, like, awesome hip-hop songs from when I really enjoyed hip-hop growing up. But 
it's turned into shit because they just replay like the four like the same four songs on it. It's like In the Club by 50 Cent and I don't know like three other ones that I can't fucking think of right now, but they just it got real repetitive with a lot of commercials and they need to just pay more money to get more royalties on more songs. So th- I think the station's definitely overrated right now. Um number 9 Dad hats. Dad hats are underrated. Dad hats are like the hottest fucking things right now. Um, dad hats are hot. I normally don't leave the house without a dad hat on unless I'm going to work or like some fucking thing where I can't wear a hat. But dad hats are definitely underrated. There's four dad hats on the website. Shameless plug. Uh, on the Champagne Athletic website right now, there's a forward one for the Lions. There's LGRW for the Red Wings, there's a Tiggs hat for the Tigers, and then there's the Champagne Athletics brand hat. I just got the brand hat the other day, and it's fucking hot as shit. Um, you should go scoop a dad hat if you like dad hats. Dad hats are hot and underrated. Number 10, Jets Pizza. Jets Pizza is underrated. I fucking love Jets Pizza. Every Sunday in college, I would go over to my buddy's apartment, and we'd melt into his fucking couch watching 1 o'clock football all the way through the 8 p.m. game, just dying, melting, vegging out into that couch, and we'd order the largest, nastiest, sloppiest Jets pizza you could. We'd get the Jets bread with it with turbo crust, buckets of ranch. We'd just have them bring us fucking buckets of ranch, and we would swim in that shit until the end of the uh, 8.30 game on Sunday. It reminds me of college. I love Jets pizza. It's a Michigan favorite. Jets pizza is underrated. And with that ode to the thick Michigan pizza, I'm going to sign off from the fizz. Thank you to Foundation Hotel for hosting me, yelling nonsense into microphones. Thank you to the Score app for sponsoring me. Um, And thank you to you, the listener especially, for taking time out of your day to listen to my over-the-top nonsense about shit that I have minimal knowledge on. I really appreciate it, guys. Shoot me text, DM me, message me, call me, whatever you got to do. Let me know I can make this better for you. Go join the movement. Go to champagneathletics.com. Click the shop button. Go grab yourself a shirt or a hat. Um, And honestly, guys, just enjoy the fuck out of your week. I'm out. See ya. Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Talk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop bottles. Okay, we poppin' champagne Talk like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship brain. Cause I ball hard.